This is a podcast for spiritual downloads, star seeds, light workers, and authenticity. Spiritual awareness is advised. Welcome to the 1111 Synchronized Podcast. Hope that you're doing well, staying safe, staying grounded, wherever you are, wherever this is meeting and greeting you. Let's all join together by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. So glad that you are here on the last day of the month of October, also known as Halloween, Hallow's Eve, however you may celebrate or not celebrate. Um, Just stay grounded, stay safe, whatever you choose to do. And um, it is also my birthday month. So as I've mentioned before, uh, if you want to give back, if you want to show your support, you can always leave a donation uh, by clicking the Linktree link in my description listed. Um, And so if you want to give back in any way, whether now or later or some day in the future, you can always do that. It's always much appreciated and much thanks in advance um, as well. And uh, if you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, please go ahead and subscribe and click that bell notification so you can see when the videos are being released. Um, And of course, if you have any topic requests, please send those in. You can send in a voice memo or you can send in topic requests via social media or any other means, email, text, however. And uh, just let me know what you would like to hear, any questions you may have, any topics you want covered, or if you'd like to collaborate in some other way, either being a feature on my page, me being a feature on yours, uh, whatever resonates. Uh, I'm here for you guys. I do also provide donation-based counseling services for those who are interested in that. And I also do provide uh, music lessons. So all of that good stuff is listed in the Linktree link and listed in the description below. So um, if I didn't say already, you can find me on Instagram at Agent K21 Podcast and on Twitter at Agent K21. So I um, want to talk about a topic that I feel is uh, known but not fully understood. And I just wanted to kind of share some of the things I've gathered and things I've learned and my experiences with you all and hopefully... Uh, encourage you to maybe see things from a different perspective or just bring uh, validation to your own experience. So um, I wanted to talk about a topic. I wanted to talk about this uh, a couple weeks ago, but the time did not align for me to talk about it. And so now it is more uh, fruitful for me to talk about it now. So um, just want to talk about the most prevalent trauma bond that exists, which is incompatibility. Incompatibility is the ultimate trauma bond, and people can stay in incompatible situations for an indefinite amount of time. And it is a subtle trauma bond that is not recognized as trauma. Now, if you're not familiar with trauma bonds or trauma bonding, uh, I did an episode titled Trauma Bonding, or Trauma Bonds, I'm not sure what I named it, but talking about that is a psychology concept. If you are into psychology or have just Googled trauma bonds and trauma bonding, you will find information about it as well. Um, 
So I'd recommend checking out those episodes if this is a new topic for you, just to kind of give you some uh, groundwork, some foundation to build upon. Um, But incompatibility is a traumatic experience in itself. Um, And oftentimes we might think, well, if something's incompatible, it's just not going to work. Like, it'll just, you know, it just won't happen. But that's not always the case (laughs) because we do have free will and Oftentimes, uh, most of us have experienced incompatibility on some level. Now, this is for any type of connection, for any type of situation, there can be an incompatible nature to it. So, um, first thing I want to mention is that uh, there, the stark reality of incompatibility is that there is no cure for incompatibility. There is no cure for it. And oftentimes, people will spin their wheels trying to change a situation, trying to fix a situation, and there'll just be no cure for it. Um, Because if something is incompatible, it is by nature uh, not able to be fixed, not able to be changed. It is incompatible. And so uh, many of us have seen, witnessed incompatible relationships we have experienced them ourselves firsthand or we have at least seen them by other people existing in them and uh, you know it is up to us to choose what path we want to continue on or what we want out of our life and most of us have joined into this human experience feeling like we don't have a choice you know we're taught from a young age who we should be and we are molded into fitting into a society that we are naturally incompatible with. You know, we are spirits having a human experience. So our spirit uh, is not compatible with human existence. But because we live in a physical 3D body, a avatar, we are compatible on some level. But our spirit, our soul, you know, will potentially not feel compatible to this existence. Now, not everyone is going to resonate with that, and that's perfectly fine. Um, But for those of us who have chosen to wake up to a greater reality, have chosen to embark on a spiritual journey, we might feel a cognitive dissonance with people around us, with situations. We might feel alienated, isolated, just completely foreign to this experience. And we may have always experienced that all of our life because... At our fundamental core, we are not compatible with this world as we know it. Um, And that's what we're here for. We're here to change the world. We're here to bring wholeness and unity in the new timelines. The new earth is here through us. And so um, incompatibility, where does it come from? Like most things, it comes from our early experiences, our childhood. So the irony of it all is that the universe... Source God has a very funny sense of humor. So most light workers, most black sheep, most mystics, most um, indigo children, whatever you consider yourself, rainbow children, light worker, star seed, will opt into an experience where you are born into a family unit, a family dynamic that you are incompatible with. Now let's break down what incompatibility means. Uh, To me, being incompatible means that um, at your core, the core of who you are 
is not compatible with what you are experiencing. So I wrote it here that to be in an incompatible situation is to be out of alignment with who you truly are. Um, now, it can be like, well, if I'm born into this dynamic, then this is who I truly am. Not always the case. Not always the case. And for many of us, it hasn't been our experience. And um, there's a difference between going through a um, stage in life of rebelling and being a teenager or whatever to actually being born into an incompatible situation. So I'll give an example here. Um, One classic example that comes to mind when I think about children and people who were born into families that they are incompatible with, I think about the movie uh, Matilda. Now, if you've never seen Matilda, I would recommend checking it out. It is a movie about um, a a gifted little girl who is not compatible with her surroundings you know she has the ability to you know uh levitate objects she's she's just pure magic right and uh she was born into a family that has conflicting values of hers you know she values intelligence and reading and respect and integrity and kindness and her family values cheating others and television and media and you know uh, taking the easy way out stealing just all these things that are incompatible for her and uh, you know oftentimes we opt into experiences to build uh, to experience the contrast to for expansion and so where with expansion comes contraction so we can be in these contracting experiences to bring awareness and to bring expansion And so if you haven't seen the movie, uh, I'm about to spoil a part for you. So go ahead and stop this. Go watch it. Come right back. But, um, you know, the way the movie ends is uh, with expansion where her family that doesn't know how to love her, doesn't know how to see her or hear her or they're not compatible with her in any way. They do the most loving thing for her at the very end where they allow someone else that she is compatible with to adopt her. And... um, That is the most loving thing we can do now. As I've said, there's no cure for incompatibility, but there is a solution. Excuse me. There is a solution for incompatibility. And uh, in this movie, you know, most families, unfortunately, will not give up their children for the sake of love, for the sake of having them find where they truly belong. Most families don't operate that way, you know. Unfortunately, people have a list of reasons for having children, and sometimes it's to control, sometimes it's to possess, and sometimes it's to have someone take care of you when you're older. All of these reasons. So if we live in those uh, fear reasons and we're not doing things from a pure, unconditional, loving space, uh, we can stay trapped in these trauma bonds and we can stay trapped in these incompatible situations regardless of how painful it is and uh, you know the movie showed a solution if you have a child even if it is your biological child that you are incompatible with the most loving thing you can do potentially would be to give that person away to someone that can love them and uh, you know most humans don't do that and so understanding why incompatibility is such a trauma bond is because uh, the nature of trauma bonds has to do with fear 
So again, um, fear is an enemy to love. It is a polar opposite to love. And when we operate with fear, we, um, we actually disempower unconditional love to be free. And so, um, yeah, this, this situation shows the way you can cure an incompatible situation. However, that is not the case for many of us. So many of us are born into family dynamics, cultures, religions, societies that we are incompatible with by nature. And in order to survive, we self-sabotage, or not self-sabotage, but self-sacrifice things that we need. We, um, we mold ourselves. We become chameleons. We deny, suppress, and hide parts of ourselves in order to survive in societies and families and religions that are contrary to our values and our beliefs. So to me, incompatibility is the most uh, dangerous one of them all because there's such a subtle abuse about it because most of us have been conditioned to be incompatible situations. So it is the norm. And if you don't follow that custom, you know, you are kind of iced out and um, you're your survival, our survival kind of depends on needing each other. So trauma bonds and incompatible situations can carry on for a very long time for an indefinite future, especially when it relates to uh, relative situations or romantic situations um, and even work situations, you know. Um, people will stay in jobs because they need the money. They, they need the resources, even if they have to kill a part of themselves to do it they will still do it out of that fear of if I don't do this how will I provide you know and unfortunately when we operate with fear we just get more reinforcement of that fear so um I've written a few things I want to I try to get my thoughts together about what I want to say about incompatibility now um I've seen a couple videos about incompatibility a while back uh, you already know who that video source comes from, Teal Swan. <laughs> and uh, she did a video titled Incompatibility. And I watched it years ago, of course, and um, of course, because it's an older video. And uh, I understand that not everyone's going to resonate with her. Not everyone's going to resonate with myself either. But if it does, I would encourage you to check out her video that's literally titled Incompatibility. And also check out um, another video that I'll say here shortly. (laughs) So incompatibility, you know, is to be out of alignment with who we truly are. When we um, are not aware of who we truly are, we can find ourselves in incompatible situations. So understanding that the first root of incompatible situations comes from our family dynamic, our family situation that can set the tone for how our interactions go in work environments, in relationship environments, in friendship connections, because our early experience dictates how we operate. Um, it gives that blueprint for how to, how to operate later on. And so um, when we are in an incompatible family dynamic, when we are born into incompatibility, we will continue to seek out incompatibility on a subconscious level because incompatibility feels like love. So some ways that we, some receptors that we have for creating incompatible situations, if we have a childhood wound of abandonment or neglect, 
we will often gravitate towards incompatible situations because it feels the most safe. It feels the most familiar. It feels the most um, comfortable and most like home for us. So common themes that we might experience from childhood that linger on would be a feeling of being not good enough. If we feel not good enough or if we feel like we're too much, we will often gravitate towards incompatible situations that reinforce not feeling good enough. If we are in an incompatible relationship, we will naturally feel not good enough because we won't feel accepted for who we truly are. Parts of us are acceptable, other parts are not. We will continue to feel like we have to prove ourselves and like we have to show our worth and our value. And that can attract incompatible situations, whether whatever it is, it can just reinforce that feeling of you're not good enough for this job, you're not good enough for this relationship, you're not good enough for this connection. You have to feel, we will feel that, that pain of being not good enough. Um, Some other things that we may feel is we don't have the proper self-worth. You know, we don't believe that what we desire is actually out there, so we'll settle for an incompatible situation. Um, So I see incompatible situations a lot in my field, and it's a hard truth to face that something is not compatible because we are relational beings um, as a human species, so we need each other for survival. And most of the time, like I've said, not most of the time, this is a consistent thing is that there's no cure for incompatibility. So if you are in a romantic situation or a friendship situation or even a family that is not compatible with you, the truth is that there's no cure for it, but there may be a solution. However, most people may not want to face that reality. And so um, let me just say how this can happen, how we can end up in incompatible situations. As I've mentioned, we can experience them from birth where we are incompatible. Depending on what our values are, we may have to make some tough decisions. Um, Depending on what we are willing to sacrifice, we may have to make some tough decisions. Um, And so as it relates to our origin, our family of origin, if we are not compatible with our family, we have to make a decision. Do we want to stay here and suffer and continue to not feel seen, heard, and loved, and adopt the principle that family is everything. Side note, I did an episode titled Family is Everything, (laughs) if you want to hear it. Um, Or do we make a tough decision to have a chosen family, to find where we truly belong, to uh, leave what we've known, what was once stable? Do we shatter any illusions that are preventing us from understanding who we are and understanding our truth? And not everyone can make that call. So a couple things I want to share. Um, How it can happen where we attract incompatible situations is we don't know ourselves. We don't know who we are. You know, we're constantly learning who we are. We don't know who we truly are. So therefore, we don't know what we truly, where we truly belong. We don't know what we're truly capable of. We doubt ourselves. We have a negative self-belief about ourselves, you know. We feel unlovable. We feel defective in nature. And that brings me to the other video I wanted to recommend, another video by Teal Swan titled The Defective Doll. Now, it's an interesting title, but um, to me, I think it's a great video to watch. Um, 
especially anyone who wants to be a parent. I think that's a great video to watch. Um, also, it kind of shows how we can feel um, incompatible within ourselves. You know, anything that exists on the outside exists on the inside. So if we find ourselves continually in incompatible situations, on some level we are not living our authentic truth. On some level we are incompatible with some aspect of ourself and we're not seeing things truly and honestly and on some level we're denying a part of ourselves. on some level we're lying to ourselves in some way and it could be more than just what I'm listing these are just some examples of how it can manifest but we can find ourselves in incompatible situations when we don't know ourselves we don't know our self-worth we don't know who we are we don't know what we want we don't know what we our worth we don't know our own value so we can end up in incompatible situations so um um give an example is that I I was in a connection before and I want to make sure I say this too that incompatibility is a trauma bond but it does not have to be toxic so you can be in an incompatible situation that's not toxic And because we don't really understand how abuse and trauma works, we kind of are conditioned to believe that it's one extreme or another. We don't understand that trauma can be very subtle. And that's why incompatibility is such a a painful reality because it's very subtle. It's a very subtle trauma that you experience because when you're in an incompatible situation, you will not be accepted for who you truly are. You will continue to change yourself. You will continue to mold yourself and um, become someone who you're truly not, which is abusive to yourself, which is why it is so painful and so detrimental being in incompatible situations. Um, But it's not to say that it is malicious. It is not to say that it is not beneficial because you can be in an incompatible situation with someone who's amazing but yet there's an incompatibility there and um that doesn't mean that it is all wrong or all bad it just means this is not going to work in this sector in this dynamic it's just not going to work and that's okay so example for me is that I was in a connection where I didn't fully know myself. I was still learning what I wanted, who I was, what I was truly here for, etc. And there were parts of me I didn't know, and I don't even know if I wanted to know at that time. And um, I had grown up with the understanding that, you know, life is what other people make it for you, basically. And so I had this assumption that, you know, whoever my significant other is, If they want to have this life, then I want to have this life too. I didn't know what I really wanted. I didn't know what my core values were. I didn't know who I was at the time. And lo and behold, I met someone who knew exactly who they were, what they want, what they stood for. And, um, you know, as I was learning myself, I made a lot of sacrifices. I did a lot of self-sabotaging of what I what my needs were what my beliefs were what my values were in order to maintain a connection and um, it was painful to myself because it wasn't true it wasn't authentic and I didn't know at the time you know that it was but I felt I felt it though and um, 
long story short, it was a connection where now had I known myself, I would have known that this was not going to work. But because I didn't at the time, I made exceptions. I made excuses. I made justifications. I made altercations and, you know, alternate ways of being and believing and trying to make something work that just never would. And uh, had I known myself then, this person knew that they did not want to be married. I didn't really know at the time. I was like, oh, okay. I kind of knew. You always know. You always know because you feel that resistance. You feel that incongruence. So I knew this doesn't truly align to me, but I think this person's amazing. So, okay, I can sacrifice that. I don't need that. But the reality is we can never be healed out of our desires. So if we have our, if we have a desire in our heart, it's there for a reason. And I tried to disregard it. And um, this person was like, I don't want to be married. And I was like, okay, fine. We don't have to. That's fine. This person was like, I don't want kids. I don't want children. I don't want a family. And I was on the fence about it. I was on the fence about it because I had a lot of fears, you know. I had a fear of failing as a parent. I had a fear of, um, you know, same-sex parenting. I had a lot of fears and a lot of um, old programming and old beliefs and a lot of rhetoric that wasn't my own. And I had a fear of, like, why would I bring another child into this existence, into this pain? Maybe I'm sparing them by not having them, you know, and not having kids. But it was a desire that I tried to get rid of, but never fully could. And so, you know, realizing like, wow, this is not a compatible romantic situation for me because our values are so different. You know, I want marriage. I want children. And this person does not. And at the time, I didn't really know what I wanted. So I just spent a lot of time learning and figuring it out and I'm grateful for the experience but had I known what I know now it would have never even gotten to that point uh, another way that we can opt into these experiences of incompatibility is we fall for someone's potential so you know we see someone and we're thinking man they would be great if only this they would be great when they reach this point They'll be great, da-da-da-da-da, you know what I mean? And we fall for potential. That is a great setup for an incompatible situation. Um, to love someone is to take someone as a part of yourself. And if you see this person as they are, and if nothing were to change about them, if you cannot accept that reality, then you are setting yourself up potentially for an incompatible situation and for a lot of pain and heartbreak. Um, we have to see people for what they present regardless if they change or not. Now, we know change is the only constant. So yes, they may change, but they may change for the better or worse. And if we cannot accept who they are, what they are, where they are, then we are potentially setting ourselves up for an incompatible situation because we're not seeing them truly and fully for who they are in this moment. And we're basing it off of some future expectation. And we're putting... Um, our hope into an empty wallet of what may happen or may not happen. If you are not fully accepted for who you are, where you are, there will also be a level of resentment because someone is not loving you for who you truly are. They are loving you for who you could be and not for what you actually are presenting. And so that can cause a lot of pain and a lot of heartache. And 
oftentimes people get in connections where they try to change the other person they try to fix the other person they try to do all these things whether consciously or subconsciously and that's just not how it works so a great way to not be in an incompatible situation is to know yourself and to pay attention to accepting yourself and to pay attention to red flags and to be aware of could I love this person if nothing were to change about them could I still love them and if the answer is not a 100% yes then maybe you need to reconsider the situation whether it's your job whether it's whatever it doesn't matter apply to how it resonates and um, you know Oftentimes we will stay in incompatible situations out of fear of being alone. We don't want to be alone. We are relationally dependent upon each other. We need each other, you know. So we would rather be in an incompatible situation and masquerade it for whatever. Oh, I need this for growth. Oh, I need this for whatever. This is the best option for me somehow. But if we dig deeper, is there a fear of abandonment? Is there a fear of being alone? Is there a fear of not getting it right? Whatever the fear is, you know? Um, And so being really aware and accepting yourself and loving yourself is how to not get into an incompatible situation. You know, most people have standards and they have a list of what you have to be and do in order to be a partner for them. But if you are not exhibiting that yourself, then that is also a potential for becoming an incompatible situation. Um, now, the, the good thing is that, uh, lost my train of thought, <laughs> but um, the good thing is that there's no cure for incompatibility. However, there are solutions for incompatibility. And um, sometimes those solutions do come with certain level of sacrifice. Um, so, Um, yeah, just even using, um, the example I just gave where I was in a romantic connection where our values did not align. What we wanted at the end of the day was not the same and it was never going to be a compatible situation in a romantic sense. But once you shift it to, you're still an amazing person. The love isn't lost. This is not going to work as a long-term partnership, but perhaps it could work out as a friendship once you place things where they belong, then it's like, oh, okay, this actually works. So the solution for for my situation was to place it into a different type of connection, you know, and um, that's why I think that incompatibility can be seen as not um, as painful as it is, but there is still a level of pain because you still have to grieve the um, other aspects of it, you know, but there's also beauty in it so another incompatible situation um is like I've mentioned being born into incompatible connections incompatible family systems and um you know I'll give another example of uh another relationship type of example well before I do that before I say that at least I just want to point out some common themes for incompatible situations um there's a level of as I said a fear of being alone if you have a fear of being alone or a fear of 
doing things differently than has always been done or going against the grain, there is a level of fear that can happen. And um, oftentimes fear is a paralyzing emotion and can keep us stagnant, can keep us stuck um, in situations that are may not be beneficial to us. And so once we start to elevate and understand our worth and our value, situations, connections will also change based on that. And, in, you know, the older and the more mature we get, I'll speak for myself, that the less tolerance I've had for incompatible situations. You know, I've had situations where um, my values have not been aligned with others. And it's been, it's so subtle because like I said, incompatibility is not seen as that bad, but at the same time it is, it really is. And, um, I'm thinking of a few things right now um, that come to mind of just situations that I've experienced where I've had connections or dating experiences with people who um, are more polyamorous, you know, and I think that that's wonderful. I think that's great for, for certain things. However, it's not one of my own values, and I think um, I like... A value of mine is freedom, so polyamory does provide a sense of that, which, you know, is something that does align to my value of freedom. But I think in the long run, it's not something sustainable for myself. And it was kind of having that realization of realizing what do you want, what do you value? And I feel like maybe you've experienced this too, where you try to convince yourself you don't need certain things. I try to convince myself I don't need someone on the same page as me because I want to, part of my lesson is I want to learn how to accept people and um, accept people for who they are and all of that. And I started to understand a little bit more that there was actually a subconscious fear. There's a subconscious fear that some of us will settle because we think what we want doesn't exist. But I just want to remind you that if it exists within you, then it exists out there too. Because nothing exists without its opposite. Nothing exists without its counterpart. Nothing exists without its complementary addition to it. You know, if we don't take anything else from the Noah's Ark story, we can understand that there's a pair out there for you, that what you want exists. Um, the universe didn't make anything without its opposite, didn't make anything without anything else. I mean, even when we use the example of the Adam and Eve story, you know, it was stated that it's not good for us to be alone. So some of us compromise ourselves and compromise our values because we may have a subconscious belief that what we want does not exist, that we're asking for too much, that we're ridiculous for believing or wanting or desiring what we do. But if it's in our heart's desire, it's there for a reason. We have to choose it relentlessly, regardless of what happens, you know. And I had the mindset that, man, like everyone's on this polyamory tip. I need to just get with it. I need to just adjust my values. I need to um, accept that that's just how people are. But I was actually doing myself a great disservice. And for me personally, it's 
Um, I'm often alone, but I'm rarely lonely. You can check out that episode if you like. (laughs) But um, to me, the most lonely state is being around other people, but feeling alone. And so I've made decisions to walk a path primarily alone because I started to understand and start to increase my own value and worth and understanding that I deserve what I give, you know, and what I give is unconditional love. What I give is what I deserve back, and so do you, you know, and we might convince ourselves otherwise that we're okay with receiving breadcrumbs, we're okay with receiving less than what we deserve, but our souls never will be, and so we will be um, doing ourselves a disservice when we compromise a part of ourselves in order to whatever, be accepted in any way, we convince ourselves otherwise. So another story, another example I'll share is uh, my very first love. <laughs> my very first love back in high school was an incompatible situation. Yeah, it was an incompatible situation. Um, and I was convincing myself at the time. I was lying to myself. I was trying to convince myself that I was straight when I knew I wasn't. And I stayed in this connection, you know, with this amazing person. You know, we were together for over a year, you know, and I tried to convince myself, like, this is an amazing person and I love this guy. Like, I just need to stay here, you know, and the reality was it was an incompatible situation. Now I hear what you're thinking. Well, maybe if you're straight, then it would have worked. Still wouldn't have, still wouldn't have been the case because it was incompatible by nature, not only by the nature that I was trying to convince myself otherwise, but just different things that each connection needs. There are certain needs that need to be met in certain uh, type of connections and certain needs that can be met in other connections. And for a romantic connection, uh, knowing that there were just things that were just not going to align no matter how hard I tried, no matter how amazing this person is, um, it just was not going to work. And it was painful because I had to accept that I'm not straight. And it was (laughs) kind of like shattering those illusions, you know? And even though I tried to convince myself because I knew, I knew that it would break the heart of many for me to be honest, for me to live my authentic truth. And when I came out, um, you know, when I came out as not straight, (laughs) uh, there were repercussions. You know, I was um, disowned and rejected and all of these things but that sacrifice was worth living my truth that sacrifice that pain of going through that was worth being honest to myself you know it was like I knew I would be paying one way or the other you either pay emotionally or you're gonna pay financially (laughs) and um one way or the other you're gonna pay and I could have lived this hypocritical life of you know being in this unhappy connection with some guy and living my life because that's what everyone wanted of me and that's what everyone expected of me and that's what I was told was right and good and yada yada but I would have been dying inside every day and many of us make choices like that because we don't feel there's any other way because like in my case you know I knew that my truth was going to upset and shake up the whole system I was in And that I would be disowned and ostracized and have been put on a completely different path that was uncertain and unsafe. 
And, um, but it was so worth it in the end. It was so worth it. Now, of course, knowing your situation, you have to do what's best for you and what is most conducive to your situation. But for me, I just knew I couldn't live that way. And I tried so long and had such self-loathing trying to convince myself otherwise, trying to convince myself that I could, that it was fine as long as everyone else was happy. It didn't matter about my happiness. And once I released that lack of self-worth and realized, no, I'm worthy to be happy. I'm worthy to have what I desire. I have these desires for a reason and I'm going to pursue them no matter what, you know? And so, as I've mentioned before, one of my desires is to build an empire, you know, and whether I have to do it alone or with others, it's going to happen because it's a desire of mine. And I know that if I have it, then it exists elsewhere. And so once we start to increase our vibration and start to understand more about ourselves and more about what we truly want, we can make choices to align with that or make choices to not. And either way, it's um, understanding your own situation, understanding what it is that you need and what you desire. So um, when it comes to certain types of relationships, it's not uh, what you would think that causes the incompatibility. Let's get that word out. Incompatibility. So in both of those relationship connections, or in all of those relationship connections, one thing that I've realized, you know, is that, yes, there's no cure for incompatibility, so... Again, even with my first love, for example, it wasn't going to be compatible as a relationship because obviously I have a different preference of interest than that person. And um, it wasn't going to be compatible as a romantic relationship, but we're best of friends till this day, you know, and it's a compatible friendship. And yes, there can be, of course, the... Um, initial separation, the initial grieving of that, but it actually, there's a solution. You can't cure the incompatibility in that type of connection, but you can find a solution. So one thing I've learned and realized is when it comes to romantic connections, what causes incompatibility for romantic connections is being too similar. You can be too similar to someone that it actually becomes incompatible So, for example, I know that I could never really date guys because I'm too much like them. I'm thinking the same thing they're thinking. We're sitting there having the same dialogue. It's just like, you know, it just would not work. And the same thing with um, any other type of connection. If you find yourself in a connection where you want to maybe be more of a follower and you attract someone who else is a follower, who's going to take the lead? You know, and so you can be too similar in a romantic sense, which is hence why they say opposites attract. Because when you are have healthy differences, you know, differences is what creates harmony. When we have healthy differences, we are actually able to um, more like complementary differences. We are able to enhance each other. It's our differences that make us stronger, not our similarities, at least in these type of connections. And then the same opposite goes for friendships. You can be too different for your friendships. So if you have, you know, you're a Republican, your friend's a Democrat, whatever it is, it can also be healthy, but you may not have a very close friendship because typically in friendship connections, 
the more similar we are, the more healthy our friendship is because birds of a feather flock together. That saying works for friendships, you know. I tried to apply it for relationships romantically and it doesn't work that way. It's the opposition that actually um, brings complementary features to romantic relationships. Um, so some common things that can happen when we are in an incompatible situation, whether we are working a job that we is not congruent with our values, whether we are born in a situation that is completely opposite of who we are, or we choose romantic partners that are just incompatible with our nature. Some common things that can happen is our needs won't be met. We will not have our primary needs met of being understood, of being accepted, of being seen, of being loved properly. It always feel like just missing the mark, just like that feeling of like, this is nice, but <laughs> we might develop a subtle resentment, resentment for ourselves. You know, and again, uh, these type of situations can last for a very long time. So we can have resentment for staying in incompatible situations. But it's our conditioning to stay in incompatible situations. It's our conditioning to try harder. You're not trying enough. You're not doing enough. You're not sacrificing enough. You're not working hard enough. That's not the case in an incompatible situation. No matter what you do, the incompatibility will still be there. You know, oftentimes people who are in marriages and they are in an incompatible marriage, as soon as their relationship incompatibility starts to show again, they can do things to try to alleviate that. And oftentimes, most couples, when they're struggling, what do they do? They have a kid. They buy a house. They do something to try to create a compatible situation in an incompatible world. It's not going to fix it. It's going to be like a band-aid over a broken bone. It's just not going to work. And um, we have to sometimes face that harsh reality. We have to face the music at some point and shatter all, all of our illusions that we've placed over us. So um, if you are in situations like that, just be kind to yourself because it's very hard to shatter illusions. It will destroy your entire world. You know, it's, it's taking the red pill versus the blue pill. And, you know, for myself, I took the red pill. If you're not familiar with the movie The Matrix, you might not understand that reference, but um, we can choose to stay in denial. We can choose to stay in illusions, but when we break free, yes, it's scary. Yes, it's painful, but it is worth it. Okay, another thing is that we will try to convince ourselves. We will talk ourselves out of what we really want. We will lie to ourselves and therefore lie to others. We will potentially convince ourselves that this is okay this is fine yeah this is we'll make ourselves be okay with things that are truly not like it's fine that your needs aren't being met is it though it's not and we'll convince ourselves we'll convince ourselves that you know this is what we want this is what every relationship looks like this is how it's supposed to be whatever it is we will continue to tell ourselves things that are just not true it's uh way to try to alleviate the pain so we'll try to convince ourselves. we'll try to talk ourselves out of our desires you know I tried so hard to think okay I don't need marriage I don't want kids but I always did it was always there and trying to convince myself reasons why it wouldn't work or why I don't need this or da 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 it never brought me any comfort and never took away that desire so I 
had to just understand and accept this is me this is what I want and not aligning myself with people who don't value the same thing and um so then another thing that can happen is we can compromise our values you know so for me you know one thing that my uh my mom actually said she said her prayer was for me to to be with someone who had eyes only for me and I just never really thought that was possible and um even though that's what I provide in any connection I'm in that's what I give but I didn't think it was actually possible for me to receive that back and I thought wait a minute why is it not if that's what I give I deserve what I give and so do you whatever that is and I would compromise my values because I had that belief that I'm one of one. No one's going to match me. No one's going to uh value the same things I value. No one's going to it's just not going to happen. And um that's a really self-defeating mindset to have. And with that mindset, you of course attract experiences that reaffirm that like yes, you're absolutely right. No one is going to match you, but that's just a lie. That's just not the truth. You know, you exist that means it's out there whatever you desire is out there um and so again i didn't say it i mentioned it but i do have that desire to build an empire so again if you're looking to build that empire you want to work with me not for me and you have that same vision of holistic healing like i know there are others out there i've met them so now it's like i have that being reinforced there are others out there and i will find them and they will find me and i know that now and um didn't necessarily know that before and so then i was in a pattern of settling being okay with things that were not okay and just convincing myself this is good enough this is fine this is you know this person's amazing or this work situation is amazing so i might as well just stay here even though i felt like always knew there was more always knowing there's more out there i just don't know it yet so um Yeah, some things that can happen when we are getting out of these incompatible situations is increasing our self-worth, increasing our belief, you know, knowing that we don't have to settle, we don't have to live the life that others have lived before us. We don't have to live what others want us to live. And once we make conscious choices, we will start to align to that um more and more. And so um yeah, just know that incompatibility is the norm for most people and people will try to tell you to stay in incompatible situations because that's what they've told themselves and that's what unfortunately keeps the world stuck in a fear vibration is because we are afraid to break through those illusions we are afraid to be alone we are afraid of whatever it is and once you understand the fear you can tackle it in a different way you know my fear was that what i want didn't exist but once i started realizing wait a minute i exist so why would what i want not exist why would i be placed here to wander aimlessly that's not the case but it's also very true that focusing on what i am and what i bring and knowing that you are love itself you don't need to seek it outside of you you are connection to the divine itself you don't need to search for a connection it brings you this whole different type of power where you understand like you lack nothing you absolutely lack nothing you know so you're not searching out of an emptiness you are 
already accepting what you are and just patiently seeing, seeking what is going to match you. So when you choose not to settle, your journey can be a little bit longer. When you choose not to compromise your values, not to have unhealthy compromises of yourself, when you choose not to lie to yourself, when you choose not to convince yourself otherwise or to believe false promises, you shatter those illusions that keep you bound, you know, and uh, this journey may take longer, but would you rather settle and not have your needs met than to wait a little longer for whatever your beautiful story is? It's going to take a little bit more preparation because if it were easy, everyone would do it. But most people don't because it's easier to settle. And that might be a hard pill to swallow, but it's easier to settle. That's the truth. People do it all the time. Because that's, in one way it is easier, but it's not, for me at least, it's not easier to to live in agony. It's not easier for me to live in regret. It's not easier for me to not live my truth. It's more challenging to be who you truly are and to remember who you truly are but it's not easy easier to do the opposite in my opinion and so um I want to share this before I go is that uh like I said your journey may be take a different route than the norm than your peers than what your family wanted it to look like or what society told you it had to look like it might look a little different but it will be your unique journey and it'll be something you chose and it'll fulfill your own desires and to not compromise that for anyone or anything, to go after what you truly desire and you will be set free and set on a whole different path. Um, but it also means don't wait. Don't just wait for these things. Yes, this journey could be more twists and turns, but... Uh, You should not just be waiting because when you wait on things that requires a level of expectation and expecting things and a little bit of entitlement, um, but be patient on your journey. Don't wait on your journey, but be patient during it, you know, and patience is how you operate while you are waiting, essentially. It's having a good mindset, having a good attitude. It's not sitting there staring at the window or staring at your checkbook or whatever it is. You know, it's, it's having that patience to know. Patience is surrender, it's trust, it's knowing that everything is going to line up. And it's not just sitting there idle, it's doing things. So if you're waiting, quote unquote, for the perfect relationship or the perfect job or the right bank account, you have to require a little bit of patience because you're going to get that. You're going to get that bank account that you want. But while you're being patient, here's an example of the difference. Someone who's waiting for a six-figure income will just sit there and just sit there and go, I need this. I, I, and they're operating out of that lack again. But someone who's patiently waiting for that six-figure income, they'll research. They'll look into how can I increase this? How can I do this? What do I need to do? How can I budget? How can I save? How can I invest? How can I do it? get in the stocks? That's being patient. You're doing things on the journey. You're not just waiting for a six-figure income or whatever it is that you desire. You're being patient knowing that it's going to happen and you're also taking the steps to make it happen. So whether it's love or there's career, whatever it is, 
you take those steps. If you're looking for the perfect partner, become the perfect partner to yourself first. That's how you attract. And it doesn't matter who you lose along the way. It's like, what are you giving? And what are you giving back, getting back? That's what being patient is, is fine-tuning your own skills. How can I do my own shadow work? How can I do my own understanding? How can I love myself and accept myself? That is how you will accept and love other people. And so um, for those of us who, for whatever reason, are not able to settle or not able to compromise ourselves, we just keep going. It's because we're going to achieve it. And we have to increase our belief in that. But uh, there's this game. This is what I want to share. There's this uh, game that I play. So many of you know that I do not only provide donation-based counseling on my side hustle, but that's what I do in my daily life. And um, I work with uh, primarily children, um, like school age, I guess I should say young adults and children and adults, everyone really. (laughs) But um, one of the things I'll do with my kids is I will play... uh, I'll play a game off of Cool Math Games. Now, I don't know if you've heard of CoolMathGames.com. I would check it out. It's very cool, in my opinion. It's like a very easy way to learn math and to connect. And I think it's pretty, pretty rad. So, uh, Cool Math Games has this game called 2048. It's like, I love this game. And I usually don't like games like this, but I like this one. And, you know, this was like maybe a year ago or a little bit more than a year I had this download I get the downloads and the most mundane things right I love it I'm playing this 2048 now the objective of the game is there are numbers you get numbers on the board and you get twos it goes in in numbers of two so there'll be one two then there's another two and then once you add the twos together it becomes four and then you have to find a match so you have twos and you add the twos and it becomes a four. Then once you add another two and they become a four, they are now a match to the other four. And then you put those two fours together. Once they combine, they create eight and so forth. Two, four, eight, 16, 32, 64, et cetera. And it goes all the way up until two, two, zero, four, eight. It goes all the way up to that. So anyway, I'm playing the game, right? And I have this revelation where I get this download that the higher you elevate, the higher your frequency, the higher you ascend and become more enlightened, the harder it is to find a match. I'm playing the game and you see twos all the time, two, 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 popping up everywhere, two, 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 you know, then there's four and there's a whole bunch of fours and there's a whole bunch of eights and then it starts to slim down and you only see a few 16s and you see a few 32s and then once you get up to the big numbers, you know, like 520, you got to wait a long time before you get another 520 to make that, what, 1024. And it takes a while before you get to those big numbers. And I feel like most of us on our journey where, um, I know this definitely can happen during that quarter life crisis where you see all your friends, they're all getting married, they're all having kids and you're going, what about me? What's happening? What, what am I doing wrong? And it, it, it could be perhaps because you are a 2048. <laughs> you know, your elevation requires a different level of elevation. There's not a lot of 
2048s. I've never beat the game personally. I've never actually seen 2048 on the board. So that just tells you how difficult it is to get uh, two matches together as far as an energy vibration together. So if you feel like, man, everyone else is experiencing this success and I'm not, or whatever the case is, um, it's not to necessarily look, look down on them or anything like that, but it's to understand you're on a different path. You know, there will be many numbers. There are so many more twos than there are 2048s, for example. 